The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Patricia Raskin Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. And now, with Patricia Raskin Positive Living, here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Welcome, welcome um, on the East Coast, we're here in the afternoon, on the West Coast, we're here in the morning. We have a very enlightening guest for you today, and we're talking about something called the Law of Emergence. My guest is Derek Rydell, and he's had an amazing life. After a life-changing near-death experience, Derek Rydell seriously considered becoming a monk, then a minister then cloistered himself in his apartment without TV or news and meditated for several years, finally emerging to become a licensed integrative therapist and adopt a monk, which is another story. But he went on to train top executives in Fortune 500 companies. He's done relationship building and deeper communication with thousands of artists and entertainment professionals to show us how we can create a more enlightened life and a more purposeful life. He's also the author of two books, I Couldn't Have Written a Better Movie Than That, and There's No Business Like Soul Business, A Spiritual Path to Enlightened Screenwriting, Filmmaking, and Performing Arts. And he has really created the law of emergence, and he talks about what it is and teaches thousands of people. Welcome, Derek. Thank you. It's great to be here. It's really an honor and a pleasure. Thank you. I'd really like to talk about the law of emergence, and I am going to ask you a a, a kind of a fun question right out of the box. A lot of us have heard of the law of attraction. How is the law of emergence different from the law of attraction, or is it similar? Well, it's it's very different uh, in in, in a lot of respects. The the law of attraction is 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 an activity that happens at a relative level, just like cause and effect. But what we understand now from quantum physics is that... there really isn't cause and effect. That, for example, <clears throat> when you plant a seed, an apple seed, or an, in the case that I use a lot, an acorn, and you water it and you cultivate the soil, that's not causing an oak tree. The oak tree is already there in the acorn. When you cultivate the right conditions, an oak tree emerges. The potential that was always inherent there begins to emerge. None of those things caused an oak tree. They can't cause it because it's already there. And so at, at, at the quantum level and ultimately the mystical and really the, rea- the, the level of reality, there is a perfect pattern for everything that already exists. Two plus two equals four has always existed. Nobody created that. They just discovered it or uncovered it, mm-hmm. and then that created the right conditions for us to use it. And, and that's the truth about life, just as we see everywhere in nature, that inherent in all of the seeds of nature, there's already a perfect pattern that's just waiting for the right conditions. 
and then it emerges. So the law of emergence says that when the right conditions are cultivated, that which is inherent in the seed naturally emerges. And that's true for us as well, that there is a divine pattern of unlimited potential that's already planted in the soil of our soul, to use that, that, that analogy. Okay, Derek, so here's a question for you. I'm going to hit on three typical areas that people ask questions about or that are concerned about. One is money, one is relationship, and one is health. So if someone says, you know, I really want to do better financially, or I really want to meet my soulmate, or I have this condition and I'd really like to heal it, how do you look at those things from the perspective of the law of emergence? Absolutely. The first thing I want to be very clear, though, the distinctions, um, just to complete around the law of attraction and law of emergence, because it's such an important difference. The problem with using the law of attraction or any kind of manifestation or achievement or success principle or technique <clears throat> is that so often we're coming from a premise, from a belief, from a standpoint that we're missing something that we have to attract or lacking something right. that we have to attract right. or that we aren't something that we have to go out and become or achieve. <clears throat> and so that immediately sets up a sense of separation and really creates an underlying belief of that we're lacking, that we're missing, that we're broken, that we're inadequate. And then all of the work we do to fix, change, heal, or attract stuff to us actually exacerbates the underlying belief that something's wrong, something's missing, something's broken. So that in most cases, we exacerbate the problem and actually experience even more of the problem. Or if we manage, or we just get stuck and stagnant, or if we manage to willfully manifest something into our life, we end up, for example, I use the analogy, we might manifest a bigger paycheck, but then from, from that standpoint, we end up just being broke at a higher income bracket. Or we manifest a bigger house, but we end up feeling even less at home. Or we manifest a new relationship, but we end up in the same arguments. Or we manifest a new job, but find that we end up somehow with the same boss, just wearing a different mask. And so, you know, <clears throat> it's like the analogy of the woman that moved to get away from earthquakes and ran right into a tornado. So you, wherever you go, you bring yourself with you. And the fundamental problem with all of these new age or success teachings is that they, they fundamentally get us trying to change the world while deep down we remain fundamentally the same. And that's why Gandhi said we must become the change we want to see in the world. And that's why Jesus said, when you pray, pray believing that you already have that you may receive. So then you realize you're not praying for anything. You're praying from it. You're affirming from it. If the acorn prayed for an oak, it would be praying amiss. But it has to tap into the knowingness it already is an oak. So prayer for the acorn would always be, it's praying from its innate oakhood. So whatever it is that we're doing, we have to realize, kind of like Michelangelo realized when he sculpted, that the masterpiece, he saw the masterpiece was already there, hidden in that block of marble. And his job was just to chip away everything that wasn't the masterpiece. And I want everybody to understand that the truth, with a capital T, is that they're not lacking, they're not missing anything, they're not broken, no matter what their experience has been, that there is a divine pattern of wealth, health, joy, companionship, creative fulfillment and opportunity already divinely designed within them and as them 
and really is them, like the oak tree is in the angel. All right, so let me ask you a question, Derek. So if that's all very true, yes. then why are there a lot of people that are saying, I'm just going to use this as an example. Sure. I, I really want to meet my soulmate, and, and I'm meeting people, and I've been waiting, and it's not happening. So where, where, how does this fit in there? Well, the first thing is, if you're waiting for something to happen, you'll be waiting forever. So I have actually just did a, a program not too long ago called How to Lose All the Weight, W-A-I-T. <laughs> and the subtitle is, It's Time to Get Off Your Big Fat Assets, A-S-S-E-T-S. And the, the truth is that whatever's missing <clears throat> is what you're not giving. Because from the emergence model of understanding that it's already within you, remember, if the acorn is waiting to become an oak tree or waiting for an oak tree to come along and save it, it'll be waiting forever. If the caterpillar is waiting for somebody to come along and give it wings to become a butterfly, it's going to be waiting forever. That, that you already have it all within you. You're a divine power plant. And a power plant doesn't receive energy. It does what? It generates it. So when you begin to tap into what it is you want to have in your life, what you deeply desire, understand that that desire from the emergence perspective is not a clue of something that's outside of you that you need to go get. It's a clue of something inside of you that's trying to get out, that you're literally pregnant with something. You're pregnant with the next stage of your evolution, of your fulfillment. And so you've got to begin to do some steps to get in alignment with it. And I'll use a quick analogy. The, like, like right now where you are, your favorite music is playing. Mm -hmm. But you can't hear it unless you tune the dial of your radio to the station where it's playing. Don't do that right now because you want to be on this station. But the music is playing on a station. And it's not in the distance. It's not in the future. It's right now. But you have to tune the dial until that frequency matches the frequency where your favorite music is playing. Mm -hmm. Likewise, the wealth, the health, the abundance, the companionship, soulmateship, it's already happening at a frequency right now in your consciousness. But your belief that it's separate from you, the waiting for it, the fear that it's not going to happen, all of this stuff is like static on the line, and it's tuning your dial in the opposite direction. So the work of emergence and emergeneering is about beginning to bring your thoughts, your feelings, your conversations, and your actions into alignment with the, the vision that you're trying to have in your life, so that you are literally tuning the dial of your consciousness to the right station where that music uh, is so already playing. Let me give, let, I, I would love to ask you for some examples in, the, in these three areas. So sure. let's start with health. So how would you tune that dial if, let's say, you had a health condition and you really wanted to heal it? You, you know, you wanted to, this is something that you wanted to be healthier. How would you work with that, Derek, from the law of emergence standpoint? Well, the first thing you would do is if you're faced with a health crisis right. is that you begin to ask some different questions than most people do. Like instead of saying, what's wrong with me? Why is this happening? Why me? You begin to ask things like, what is the larger life, the larger vision, the larger potential that's trying to emerge by means of this? And understand that every crisis is really an evolutionary catalyst that it's happening not to keep you down, not to hold you back, but because some, a larger life is trying to emerge. Ultimately, everything is conspiring for our evolution. But you've got to ask the right questions. So, for example, there are certain seeds in the forest that require a forest fire in order to crack them open so they can grow. 
There are certain mm. seeds. Certain seeds need really, really rough, difficult soil in order to activate certain enzymes so that they grow thick enough bark so that they can thrive. So when we go through these challenges, we have to first begin to approach it from the realization that this isn't happening because I'm bad, because I messed up, because life is unfair. It's happening as an opportunity for me to awaken and discover new potentials, new qualities, new abilities, so that we start to ask, what is trying to emerge by means of this? Then we ask, what qualities would I have to begin to embody in my life to be at peace, to be free, even if this situation didn't change? And then we imagine, what would my life be like if I did get through this on the other side and begin living a larger life? How would I feel? Who would I be then? And we want to write those qualities down, and we'll begin to discover things like joy, peace, confidence, poise, self-assurance, faith, abundance, and understand that those qualities are trying to be born in us. They're trying to emerge in us, and that's why this is happening. So now we have to take it upon ourselves to consciously not try to solve the problem as much as we're seeking to activate those qualities, to become the person that's trying to really emerge in us. And so there's certain practices that I teach in my work, and specifically they can begin to just ask, you know, what activities have I done or could I do that would begin to have me feeling more and more of these qualities? You know, you pick one or two to start, mm-hmm. and, you st- and you start to live into that quality. So you start to feel happy, feel joyous, feel grateful, even while that condition is there. Because that condition is just an old concept that's become coagulated as experience. But so you don't want to react to the condition, because if you react to the condition, you are married to it. You have now just tuned your dial to the frequency of that condition. And no matter what you do, you can never get out of that condition. As Einstein said, you cannot solve a problem at the level of thinking that created it. So we Mm -hmm. could say the same thing. You cannot solve a problem as long as you're vibrating at the same frequency of the problem. Mm -hmm. So you move from problem-solving to spiritually evolving. You cannot solve a problem, but when you evolve, the problem dissolves. Because you evolve. So, Eric, Eric, when you work with people to do these exercises to help them evolve, are they movement exercises? Are they meditations? Are they imaging exercises? All of the above? Yeah, it can be. I use all of the above. So the, the basic one, um, the visualization is really good, not to make something happen, but to make it welcome. So when you visualize your ideal life, you're doing that to activate the visionary vibration, the feeling of what's trying to emerge in you. So there's a few things that I think are fundamental. They have to have a vision for their life. So if you're stuck in a crisis, usually your vision is just solving that problem. That's not a vision. You need to have a vision. You need to know what, have a vision for your life, for your body, for your relationships that is inspiring and empowering. And as you begin to have that, because if you don't know where you're going, every road will take you there. And then you have to have a plan to get to that vision, to begin to get, to begin to move and daily take actions that are getting you there. So those are a couple fundamental things. And then you have to have a daily practice that is lifting your vibration, like I said, to be tuning you into the station where that vision is already living. And visualization is a good practice because as you visualize the picture, you're feeling the feelings that are going along with that. Then you can let go of the picture and just continue to be with the feeling and to Mm -hmm. magnify the feeling 
And then I always ask a couple key questions. What do I need to let go of or embrace, either habits, thoughts, beliefs, in order to allow this vision to unfold in my life? And what actions am I called to take in order to step out on this vision, to act as if it's real? Kind of like in Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom when he had to step out on that invisible bridge of faith. Um, We are often, like I said, waiting for things to change before we start living our higher vision. And But whatever's missing is what we're not giving. So we have to start activating the feeling, the vibration, and then begin to step out on it. And as we do that, we literally open out a way for that potential to start to emerge through us, just like it does throughout all of nature. And it will look like new things showing up and new relationships and opportunities, but we'll know that it's actually emerging as the activity of our consciousness. And that our whole experience but, 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 but is that. Derek, you know, Derek, as you speak, part of that, though, that, I think that's where the law of attraction starts to come in. Because as you become that and emerge into this, then you begin to attract what on the same level. Well, yeah, that's, I'm glad you brought that up. So what's really happening is that you're emerging. Because understand, you're not a person. You're not a body. You are a field of consciousness, a vibrational field of intelligence. And your body is a part of that field, but you are an an infinite field that goes very, very far beyond your body. Like imagine a field where you harvest a, a garden or a crop. You're a field. And so as you tap into the vision and activate the vision, it's like the seeds that are planted underneath that field begin to emerge. And it looks like stuff is showing up and attracting and all of that, but really it's emerging. Now, why is that important? Because it's not merely semantics. Because as long as you are trying to attract and think you're attracting, then you still create conscious or unconscious senses of separation from the things. You still think you have to draw something to you. And any energy to try to draw to you is an affirmation that you don't have it. Mm-hmm. Again, it's, it's, what it is is attraction is a relative experience. We know at the quantum level that nothing is attracted, that there's no cause and effect. But at the relative level of appearances, it looks that way. It's called a linguistic convenience. It's like we talk about the sun rising and setting, but we know it doesn't actually do that. The sun has never actually risen and set. The sun's not moving as far as the earth is concerned. We're revolving. So we experience sun rising, sun setting, sun rising, sun setting, but it's really not moving. The same is true. It appears that things are being attracted at that relative level, but there's really something that's emerging. And at the level of our senses, it appears like all this interaction is going on, but that's not really what's happening. So, and it's important to know that so that in our consciousness and in our inner work, we don't fall into the, the, um, the limited trap of trying to attract stuff or waiting for something to be attracted, because every time we do that, we have just separated ourselves. We've so become, can you give us, give us some practical examples of things we could do every day to start practicing emerging? So the first, the first thing we have to begin to do is have a vision for our life, a really clear vision that comes from our, our burning heart's desire, that that truly inspires us. And then we have to begin to, you know, do some practical things like develop a plan so that, because if we're not living our plan, we're living someone else's. 
mm-hmm. living our parents, our children, our, our, mm-hmm. our partners, whoever. So we have to do that to begin to reclaim our power. But then we need that daily practice um, of lifting our vibration so that it's congruent with the vision, not to make it happen, but to create the welcoming conditions, like I said. Mm-hmm. And so we begin to feel more and more and more like we are the person that we would be if that vision was emerging in our life, was happening. And then there are certain practices, like I was saying before, we begin to break down that vision into the qualities and ask, what are some activities that I used to do or that I could do that would have me feeling more and more that way? So if it's like if I was living my vision and had a lot of money, I would feel powerful or confident. Great. So because, remember, if you're, if you're trying to get money in order to be happy, you're doing it in the wrong order. If you're trying to get anything or attract anything in order to be happy or safe or secure, you're doing it in the wrong order because those qualities are in you already. You can't get them from anything outside of you. And so, and we know that because if you visualize having it, you start to feel those qualities. So clearly they're in you and they need to be activated. And so you want to ask, what are some activities that do that? And they can be pictures, they can be music, sounds, um, different things in your environment, smells, aromas. They can be activities like dancing and singing and playing and exercising and whatever it is for you that will activate those different qualities. You start to engineer those into a way of life so that you are living your life fully and in integrity with who you really are. And so a couple things happen. Number one, so many people that are looking for their soulmate, they've put their life on hold. They're not living a full, rich, abundant life. They're not in love with themselves. They're not in love with life. So they're the person in the club or in the bar or in the church that's kind of sitting there either needily kind of trying to get somebody or kind of hiding in a corner. Who is the person that's most attractive, the one that's out there, that's vibrant, that's living, that's fully alive, that doesn't need anything? They're, they're in love with themselves. You know, as Marianne Williamson once said, how can you expect somebody to want to spend the rest of their life with you if you can hardly stand to spend one night alone with yourself? So. Derek, I have to tell you something when you were saying that just now. I met someone recently who was divorced for years. He was divorced about 16 years. And he was so disgusted, you know, meeting people that he just said, you know what, I'm, I'm not going to even try anymore. And he stopped. And that's when he met someone. Right. He stopped trying and he stopped looking. Right. And that's what happens a lot of times. You know, that's when we ultimately surrender. All the work we've done finally gets a chance to bubble up to the surface. Because I understand that all the efforting that we're doing to make something happen is actually creating the very resistance against the thing that is trying to happen from emerging into our life. Because, because it's like we're literally, every, every time we try to make it happen, we're saying, like I said, it's not happening. I don't have it. It's not happening. I don't have it. And the universe goes, okay, it's not happening. You don't have it. And, and that is just an energy of resistance that's literally holding back what's trying to emerge. Likewise, when we try to fix and solve and heal stuff, it's kind of like when you fall into quicksand. What's the worst thing to do right away? Sink. Well, no, the worst thing to do when you fall in quicksand is to try to get out. Mm. It pulls you deeper and deeper and deeper. So what, ha- when we, what happens with us is the minute something starts to happen in life we don't like, we try to fix it, solve it, we try to get out of it. And that act of resistance pulls us deeper into it until we're sunk. Mm. 
We're sunk into it. And so, so you want to begin to stop and notice the resistance, the reaction. You don't want to react. You don't want to resist. What you resist will persist. What you fight, you fuel. And so you want to begin to stop and just be aware of what's coming up. And we don't have time to go through some of the deeper shadow processes, but, but understand that it's coming up as an opportunity to heal and integrate it. You don't want to try to fix it. You don't want to try to fight it because you'll just give it more energy. But you want to turn your attention to asking, like I said, what is trying to emerge in my life? What is the vision of my life? And you want to begin to be more and more for that vision than you are against what the problem that is arising. And then you need to, like I said, do these practices. And I'm just giving a little tidbit in my programs. I go. We have about three minutes left, so I'd like you to give out all your contact information, too. Sure. Well, basically, um, to start with, if they want to really go a little deeper in this work, there's a free audio program, email um, audio program or audio e-course that they can get by going to www.lawofemergence.com. That's L-A-W-O-F-E-M-E-R-G-E-N-C-E, lawofemergence.com. And they can get this free course and really get started with understanding the principles of emergence and activating this emergence in their life. And down the road, if they want to get more, I have an in-depth program that walks them through the stages of emergence and really how to step-by-step activate this emergence in their life. But that's a good place to start. Thank you so much for being on the program, Derek. Uh, Closing thoughts. What's your main message for today? My main message is that don't believe anything anyone's ever told you about how it's not possible, how you don't have it, how it can't be done. All of that is, is a lie, that something is already in you, a divine destiny of greatness, unlimited potential. You've already got it. You're already it. You're already whole. You're already worthy. Your work now is to tap into what is that vision for my life, begin to create a plan for it, and begin to do this inner work we're talking about so that you start to more and more feel like you already have it, like you already are it, and can live out from there because you already are it. And as you do that, your world will begin to shape and shift to reflect who you're now being. Really beautiful, and I really thank you for being on the program, Derek. It's my pleasure. I thank you as well. Thank you. How can people find you again on the website? They can go to www.lawofemergence.com. They can also go to DerekRidell.com, D-E-R-E-K-R-Y-D-A-L-L.com. They can also friend me and like me on Facebook and interact more there and get more support as well. All right. Thank you. Stay on the line for a minute, Derek. All right. Thank thank you so much. And uh, this is the close of Patricia Rask and Positive Living right here on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin for VoiceAmerica.com. Bye for now.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.